Welcome back to our final part three episode. You are not going to want to miss this. We are here with Kenzie Evans as our guest podcast host with me answering the questions and in the hot seat this time. Together, we explore how parents can meet their own needs without neglecting their family and their values. You'll learn life-changing steps on implementing the victory hour, which is going to lead to increased fulfillment in your life. We examine the importance of balancing personal needs with family responsibilities and barriers that keep you stuck, as well as specific steps on how to improve well-being when it sometimes feels impossible. You're going to love this episode as much as I do. Hey parents, welcome to Fulfillment Therapy. Do you want to raise your kids better and have a stronger marriage? Are you up late at night researching marriage and parenting tools and self-care tips? Do you start each day hoping for deeper connections and less chaos, but it ends with family arguments and going 12 different directions again? My name's Kendra, wife, mom, therapist, and growth enthusiast. It wasn't until I discovered how to fulfill my unmet needs that I was finally able to show up as my best self, as a spouse and parent. I realized that by meeting my needs, I could more fully meet the needs of my family with more energy and less resentment. In this podcast, I teach parents skills like boundary setting, prioritizing personal needs, communication, and claiming ownership. Just like my clients, you'll be shocked by the improvement in your marriage, parenting, and personal life when you focus on fulfilling your important, unmet needs. Ready to prioritize yourself so you can quit mentally throat-punching people? Then grab those earbuds and head outside, and let's rock and talk. Before we start, I just want to give you a quick update. The holidays are at the door, and I know life is a whirlwind. It is for me. But due to some unforeseen circumstances, the retreat price has increased. But don't panic. You'll be given the original price when you sign up and when you mention it on the sign-up form. I was recently researching every single Costa Rican retreat, and I'm happy to report that ours offers two to three times what and by far it has the best location with professional training most of the others do not offer that and it's one of the most inexpensive ones even with the price change but don't worry like i said you still get the old price you will not find any other retreat like this The other ones offer food or lodging and maybe yoga or meditation or occasionally a psychedelic drug trip, but don't offer top-of-the-line excursions, not to mention the several that we offer, a like-minded tribe and top professional resources for personal and family transformation. It is time to act. Sign up now while you still can on fulfillmenttherapy.org. Oh, and bring your bestie or your sibling... Or maybe even your siblings, bestie? Anyway, let's jump into the episode. Is there something that you would suggest to people that they could start implementing right now that would help them to kind of start 
going toward that, yeah. toward that path. Of course. I'm going to give you several things and you can do with it what you will. Sometimes this is hard for me to answer when people ask, well, what do you do? Fulfillment has been something I've been passionate about for quite a while. But a big belief of mine is just to live life to the fullest because we're not guaranteed any day. Just to not live with regrets. I have a lot of things that I do for personal development. It's such a high, I guess, in a sense, seeing the growth that happens. And I love seeing that in my clients too, when they're willing and when they're ready. So if you or the audience, whoever it is, is willing and is ready, you know, maybe what a lot of you do anyway, what that 1% step is, that micro adjustment that you can do to help you become your best self, to help you have more fulfillment or meet some of those unmet needs. I guess first I would say maybe pull up Maslow's Pyramid and recognize, okay, what's one of these lower level needs that I can meet to help me get closer to fulfillment, closer to being my best self, the top of that pyramid, and addressing those. But the things that I'll share, if that's okay, a little bit of what I'm doing, Please. if <laughs> you don't compare, and I know that's easier said than done, but recognize that, like I said, I've been doing this for a while, and you don't want to do everything I'm doing immediately. You can make it yours in little ways. The watered-down version of it actually comes from the 5 a.m. club that I really got super into recently and really enjoyed the concepts in there. Like I mentioned before, maybe the storyline was a little cheesy, but the concepts are priceless that are in so many mental health books, self-development books. It's just all put in one place. And in that, it talks about, I never actually heard this before, the health set, the soul set, the mindset, like putting a set to every area. Like you talked about the four quadrants for the youth. Mm -hmm. It's the same kind of thing, but breaking it up into more of them each morning. And they definitely suggest 5 a.m., which I'm a huge advocate of. Which you can work toward, right? Like oh, absolutely. Work recognizing toward. different stages and areas of life, like you're saying, yeah. listen to yourself and your intuition. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, okay, so 5 a.m., and the reason, even when I had littles, this actually worked better for me unless I had newborns that were not sleeping because this is the only quiet time I could get. So you know when mm -hmm. you can get quiet time. But I did, you can do 20 minutes of health set, which is exercise, movement, going on a walk, listening to something. So that's what the health set is, just movement. And 20 mm -hmm. minute minimum, but again, if it's two minutes for you, it's still movement, right? And then 20 minutes soul set, and I'm going to go into what I do after this because it's a little bit tweaked. But this could be scriptures, prayer, meditation, journaling. This is really where you connect with your spirit. Okay. So anything that builds your spirituality. And then 20 minutes mindset. So this is where you are learning. So reading a book about improving your personal growth and development. This is learning about any of the fascinating things in this world that are going to help you become a better person that could be science that could be math I don't care whatever helps Anything you be your best that yes. interests them yeah? yes yes that makes your soul sing and helps you grow so definitely those things generally I would say this is going to be non-fiction but I'm sure somebody would argue for the other one and maybe I would accept that but the point is you're learning you're really learning so at this point yeah. would you say though that this is so the victory hour is what 
you sent it to me as is victory hour. Does it, is it a gift or is it something that people have to do so that they're most functional? But how is it supposed to feel? Oh, this is very much, yes. It's, I don't, I think you're losing the power if you treat it like a should. Although there's some days that you might treat it like a should. But this is very much victory. This is the thing that I actually get pretty excited about. Now, mind you, the first 10 minutes of anything hard, I tell this to my clients all the time. It Just recognize it's going to be hard when your, your alarm goes off and you are getting in that car and it's dark and you're going to the gym or whatever you're doing. That 10 minutes is not going to be fun. But I almost have zero people, maybe a very few, that after that movement are like, oh, I should have stayed in bed. How many people actually so, say that? What are some tips? Because I have been in a place where I want to get moving, but I struggle getting up. So yeah. what have you done or implemented to help you be successful with that? Oh, you're just speaking my language. I love all these things when it comes to <laughs> routines and when it comes to motivation and just creating hacks. There's so many things that you can do. But what I do, I mean, for a while... And I've heard other people say this too. When they knew it was going to be hard, they even wore their workout clothes to bed because they're like, I just want to like bolt out of that bed. Otherwise, I'm going to go right back to bed. Also, you could put your alarm clock. Yeah, (laughs) you can put your alarm clock across the room. I always have my workout clothes and my water bottle and everything ready to go. So it's very minimal. I spend five minutes getting ready for the gym. I'm really just brushing my hair and my teeth and throwing on some clothes. So all of that is totally ready my keys, all of those things. It's just an automated routine and I never push snooze. And I'm not saying that you cannot. I'm just saying I don't give myself the chance to say no. I don't think so. About it. Yeah. If you know yourself, for example, I am a snooze hitter mm-hmm. all the way. <laughs> so if I know that about myself, mm-hmm. a suggestion might be well, then try the alarm in the other part of the room and see if that, because then it's actually getting me out of bed. But what I also hear is you saying, simplify the process when it's most difficult. So the night before you did have to do some prep work, but when it comes down to actually having to implement doing the difficult thing in the morning, it's Mm -hmm. as simple as possible. Is that right? Yeah. And even some other simple things, if there's something you want to do instead, say the first thing you do and you wake up is look at your phone Well, then maybe put your phone, plug it in downstairs next to the door with all of your workout stuff or something where there's more of a barrier, like it's more uncomfortable not to than it is to do it. I heard somebody sharing an example before. They put the the batteries from the remote to the TV across the house. So every time they went to go watch TV, they're like, oh, it's not worth it. Forget it. (laughs) And they just went because there was a barrier in place. So it's whether it's creating barriers or making it easy. Because it's kind of addressing the habits in our mind, right? So it's Mm -hmm. breaking those habits. So what can you do to kind of shake that up a little bit? Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like something that's been helpful for me in the past too is kind of make it a reward Mm -hmm. for me getting an audible book while I walk. That's something that I just really enjoy. Oh, yeah. I actually was so, going to speak to that a little bit too. Like, so this is the, this is like the 101 that you could do, or it, like I said, it could be 10 minutes. It could be five minutes, whatever your 101 looks like. But as I've seen the fruits of those labors, 
it's just like I love victory hour and I actually move for an hour and then I or more sometimes usually about an hour and then when I come home I actually do scriptures prayer and then I journal and I meditate so I found that I I do longer time so my time is more like two hours and the journaling has been really fun not a typical journaling I write what I did the day before like how I followed through with what I wanted, then just for like maybe a paragraph. And then I write what my ideal day is today. So I call that spiritual creation. I'm spiritually creating my ideal day today. And I have my planner next to me so I can see what I want to do. And then I just make any thoughts, jot down any thoughts about a vision for the present or the future. Remember, I've just meditated. I've just prayed and I've read the scriptures. So I have all these ideas just flowing And the more that I do this, I'm just like, just going crazy, just feeling so inspired and excited. And that's when real revelation is coming into my life. And I feel exponential growth that just feels sacred. So personal. Oh, yeah. And I know a lot of people probably are thinking as I'm saying this, well, that's nice for you, but that's a lot. I could never do that. And just listing the excuses in their minds. But if you could be where I am and recognize the fruits of it, you would not want to stop. Because I also, like, the more that I see, so I start, oh, I guess I should say this too. I Then I flip to the back of my journal and I start, can I, oh, there's so many things. I really, I'm going to turn it down after this, but. I love it oh, so okay. much. I'm like, well, I've talked about Pearson's Law before, but it's just simply that when performance is measured, performance improves. Or when performance is measured and then reported back to somebody, if you talk to anybody, then that improvement accelerates or grows exponentially. So knowing that, I'm like, I'm not even going to focus on what I'm not doing, what I am doing. But in the back of my journal, I just decided things that I wanted to be more aware of, which is how much money I'm spending, which is how much sleep I'm getting, what foods I'm eating, my biggest wins, the daily successes, those types of things. I just have a column and the date. And I'm just writing each day those things. It takes like five minutes to write all those things down just by tracking it, not even saying that I'm going to change it. Do you have any idea how much my health has improved or how much less media I'm consuming, how much better sleep I'm getting? I, Kate, well, Kendra, I was, so I read this study recently that they were, so they said that our thoughts and our behaviors are so powerful. So they did, you've probably heard this study because you, you're a therapist, but <laughs> they tested these two groups of men, uh, senior men, and um, one group, they had them focus on their age. Oh yeah. As they are, yeah, as, as the age that they are. Mm-hmm. With the other group of men, what they did is that they, they said that they want them to think as if, and act as if, and believe in all of the things as if they were a younger version of themselves. They even changed the atmosphere. They had the TVs changed out to be black and white, like everything so that they would really believe that they were younger. And it was just a week long study and they took a before picture and an after picture and participants that they had that were like not related to the study. They came and they're like, when do you, how far apart do you think these pictures were taken? And people were like, Oh, I would say two or three years. And it was within the span of a week. And so to see, yeah, to see how powerful our thoughts and our patterns truly are. 
And I think as I was listening to you, I, I just wanted to kind of piggyback off of what you said when people go into it and it's like, oh, that's too much, that's too much. And it's kind of going into that spiral of where, like, I can't do it. That's okay. We're not telling you you have to, right? Again, Mm -hmm. it's like, how do we look at this as a gift, right? So Mm -hmm. that's all right. You don't have to beat yourself up over it. That's not the point of this. It's a gift. And the more that you understand it and the the more you create an environment that makes it sustainable and doable, the less it will feel like a punishment. And so I loved how you shared your routine because even that is flexible. Like what you told me is it's victory hour, one hour, and you have it at two hours because that is what you are able to give right now. It's flexible is what you were saying. And so people coming into this and it's new and it feels overwhelming. Like you were saying, trust your intuition and listen to that. What do you need? And what can you give yourself from this formula? That's what I I love about this is it feels like a formula. You have your health set, mindset, and soul set. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What can I build around this formula that would be a gift for me. Even if it starts out, like you were saying, two minutes, mm-hmm. walking around your room just to get a few more steps. Okay, there's my health set, it's two minutes. I'm starting with two minutes each, right? right? And seeing that and looking at it as a gift to give yourself yeah. and something that you can accomplish, like you said, have it be measurable in a way that is a gift. Right. Not something to beat yourself over the head with, but rather like I get to give this to myself. Yeah. And I think, too, it's just treating it almost like an experiment. Hey, I'm just going to try this on. I do a lot of things all the time where I try it out. I think I mentioned I'm trying out intermittent fasting. I've probably been doing it for a year and maybe I'll shut it. I don't know. But I'm just experimenting on what is going to improve me intellectually, spiritually, all the realms and really help me. And I also want to say, too, like a lot of people often say, well, that's that's too out there. That's too hard. That's too this. That's too that. I've known from probably high school on that I did not want to be normal or average or mediocre. Now, that's not saying that I was like, give me all the hard things. But I knew that the average American was not very healthy or happy or any of those things. And so mm-hmm. that I know that I need to do things that are different to help me be the most joyful I can be or the most fulfilled that I can be. So that yeah. does not involve three hours of Netflix at night. That does not involve binging on chips at night. Now, I'm not saying this from a shame standpoint. I'm not saying you're a terrible right. person because we've all been there. I'm just saying over time just like you said, these are gifts that we can give ourselves. And the more that I implement, the more crazy people think I am. They're like, she is nuts. That is, that's, that's crazy. And I feel so good. It does not feel like work anymore because I've been stacking those things. I've been slowly implementing more over time because I recognize how healing they are, how beneficial they are. And I'm not saying that you have to have 100 and then you'll have made it and you're awesome. I'm just saying most of these things that I do can be organized in a way that they are not too time intensive. They're not taking away from my family, my faith, my values. 
it mm-hmm. sounds like you have embraced the process. It has been a process and allowing space for that. And that it's like you're saying, it's not that you get to this end goal and then it's done and you've met it, but that this is a process of giving to yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, inviting yourself to consider what is something, and, and maybe it's like, okay, I binge watch three hours of Netflix. I'm going to use this as an opportunity, even if I don't start with cutting out the three hours of Netflix, but maybe gaining some awareness. What's going on that makes me turn to that rather than chasing and pursuing the dreams that I have in my mind? Like, I'm just going to work on gaining some awareness. That's going to be my soul set this yeah, week, right? I love that. Like, so how can you implement it? And that's where I, I love, like, you've talked about, like, the flexibility and the building process and knowing yourself enough to get to this place that it feels really good for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that can look different for all of us, whether, again, we talked about time, but it can also be other things. Like, maybe you feel more fulfillment doing a little bit more of the soul set or you know what I mean it's very adaptable but just recognizing that there's ways that we can lean in and give ourselves those gifts and by giving ourselves those gifts that's what I'm talking about about meeting your unmet needs because those will naturally meet those needs that your soul has been craving and you'll know it because as I talked about this as you experiment upon that you engage in that experiment of trying it out you're going to be addicted yeah Maybe it won't yeah. happen overnight, but it's going to happen. I promise you. And it's beautiful. It. <laughs> I believe it. I'm, so, I'm like, okay, how am I going to implement this? And what I love is like you really encouraging people to tap into their intuition. Because like you said, it is going to be different for all of us. Our bodies have different needs. Our, we have different interests, things like that. So what is this going to look like for me? And having it be something that fulfills me and brings me that satisfaction that encourages creativity. I love it. And that's the, the, the core of it too. I mean, it is unmet needs and all of these things, but it's being a creator or a co-creator even with God. You talked about this with women. You don't even have to be this very literal mother, but you are creating. And that is so joyful it's like your soul has been longing to create but you distracted yourself or you didn't know how or you had things in the way like fear or worthiness thoughts or whatever it might be and once you tap into that creative power it is such a beautiful place to live addicting i'm telling you addicting (laughs) sounds like it i'm ready sign me up Fulfillment therapy, here I come. <laughs> yes. Again, a follower. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it, Kendra. I could just, I could talk to you forever. So, well, apparently I'm we like... are because every single time I've been with you, we just go way over because it's so much fun to talk with you. I'm sorry. This is me. No, me too. So, <laughs> it's a good, and there's the two sides of the coin. We're going <laughs> to. Well, I don't even know exactly how to end this because you're the co-host and I'm the not. Interviewee, thank you so much for joining us today on Kendra's Fulfillment Therapy. (laughs) I love it. Please, 
<laughs> go back for more tools and resources and exciting information that will get you addicted to fulfillment therapy. Ooh, I feel like How I should that save that for a soundbite and just like always do it. They'd be like, who's, who is this? Oh, it's Kenzie. <laughs> who's great. I loved it. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much, Kenzie. I really appreciate you coming on. And again, giving this idea to interview me and pick my brain a little bit. And also, I hope it helps you because I, just like I said last time you were on, I think you'd be an incredible podcaster. And the world needs more people oh, that are you. leaning in and developing themselves. I'm excited. I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. Of course. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, and maybe this is the time for the next five more months. Kenzie's going to be coming on once a month, and we're going to be doing some discussions about all things mental health and wellness in general. All the things. Uh, all the things. You'll be getting <laughs> a little bit more of her in future episodes. Just know that that, that is happening monthly for the next six, six months as she explores new paths for her in the future. We will see you back here, I guess, in one month. Thank you, Kendra. And thank you, listeners. You guys are amazing. And Kendra, amazing. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. You <laughs> see are you the best. next month. All right. Sounds great. See you then. Hey, friends. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, chances are someone else would, too. Would you take 30 seconds to share this with a friend who's looking for greater family fulfillment? And while you're sharing, tell me what you think about the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It refuels me when I hear this podcast is helping you, no matter what your house or your hair looks like. I'll meet you back here every Monday and Thursday morning for more episodes. Until then!